From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Demer. Today on the show, Wire is limiting customer withdrawals. That's coming up in other news on the Decrypt Daily. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Monday, January 9th, 2023. I hope you had a great Sunday. Uh, We were with each other on Saturday, so if you did not hear the weekend review on Saturday, it's a great summary of last week's news, and uh, if you didn't check it out, please check it out. Also, if you did not hear the ad spots at 16 seconds or at the beginning of the show, uh, there is some announcements about this show. The Decrypt Daily is going to be merging with GM, which is another podcast from Decrypt. And so if you're subscribed to this podcast, no matter where you're listening to it, if it's Apple or Spotify or Pocket Cast or CastBox, wherever... You don't have to do anything. Just keep listening. But expect that there will be a new logo and there will be new formats. So Monday through Friday, the show is going to be here. We're going to do daily news with a new logo. Uh, The format's going to change a little bit. And on weekends, you're going to have one of two things. Either you're going to have Dan Roberts, the other chief of Decrypt, and one of the other Decrypt staff come on and have a long-form podcast with somebody notable in the space about whatever topic they're going to be talking about that day. Or you're going to have your weekend review with the Decrypt staff. So it's either going to be me and Dan or me and Stacy or me and Steven or maybe even multiple people talk about the week in review and have more of a discussion form and a synopsis of what happened during the week in the crypto space. So get ready for this change. The merge is going to happen on the 16th of this month. And well, you don't have to do anything but continue to listen and tell your friends about us and go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share and leave us a comment. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And the time this morning is 10.23 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $17,250, up 1.8% in 24, or 3.2 in 7. Ethereum is up 4.7% in 24, or 8.8% in 7. It's at $1,324. Tellers number 3, Binance is at 279 up 6.2%, or 13.2% in 7. And USDC number 5, running off the top 10, we have XRP. BUSD, Cardano, which is on a tear, it's at $0.32, cents. it's up 11.5% in 24, or 27% in 7, Dogecoin, and then Matic, and Matic is also on a tear. Where is Solana? I always want to look to see where Solana is. Solana has moved into the number 11 market cap, it's up 21.4% in 24, or 50% in 7, it's at 1666 who would have thought it went from $9, was it last week or two weeks ago, up to $16 today? Absolutely crazy. But that is the crypto space, by the way. So if you just blink, the whole thing changes. Litecoin is at number 12 at $82.07, up 7.5% in 24. The total market cap is up to $853.4 billion, an increase of 3.4%. We have a BTC dominance dropping to 38.9 and an F dominance climbing to 19%.
Moving into our headlines today. I don't know if this is a headline, but something I really want to mention to you. I hope you guys watched the three-part CoffeeZilla series on CryptoZoo. And CryptoZoo is the NFT alleged scam kind of rug by Logan Paul. A lot of people made money besides the people who actually invested into it. Anyway, he took shots at coffee uh, in his own video. He took shots at the dev. And Logan Paul basically took no responsibility on the project's collapse. His basic defense was that the devs took the code and tried to extort him for a million dollars, which is possibly exactly what happened. For some people looking at that, it looks as though that he totally got messed up, right? Somebody took the code, ran away with his project, and he's like, oh no, all this building, all this devs work that uh, we've been working on, that I've been paying people all this time for, and that he just totally got effed, right? Until you realize that just the other day, an indie game developer named Yippy released basically the same thing as CryptoZoo. He calls it RealZoo, and he did it for free without any crypto elements. But basically, you can have your NFTs, you can hatch your eggs, you can take those egg JPEGs, like of a whatever, an elephant and a duck, and merge them together to create a duck elephant, <laughs> a duck elephant, right? And he did that, he said, in a couple hours, just a couple hours. And basically, RealZoo allows users to log in using their Gmail account, and they're immediately granted tokens for free to spend on the eggs which then you can hatch the eggs, like I said, and then you can make your hybrid animals. So it just goes to show you that for a couple hours of work, this is not really complicated stuff, CryptoZoo could have made sure that this product came to, or this project came to fruition, allowing their investors, allowing people who bought these NFTs, the ability to use the product they were promised, which goes to my opinion. I think Logan Paul should get ahead of this and complete CryptoZoo. I mean, with all this press, with all the people that are talking about, we're talking about millions of people have watched CoffeeZilla's report on this. We reported it, Coindisk reported it, Block reported it, everybody in the NFT space is talking about this. Like, I think he should just finish it, allow people to hatch their eggs, allow people to buy and sell and trade. I think that he have a very successful product and project during a bear cycle that would look like some bull returns. I don't know why he's not doing it. Maybe he's just sick of this whole thing, but he should just honestly offer this yippy guy 50 grand to get this thing done. And- One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Launch it. And see what happens. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. My email is in the show notes, by the way. If y'all remember last week, we were talking about crypto payments company Wire. And the CEO allegedly told his employees via email that he's going to liquidate the company and plans to terminate services at the end of this month. Now, the CEO declined to comment on that. Uh, but the employees are saying that that's true. And he hasn't offered any severance packages. And they don't know actually what's going on. Well, now Wire is taking another move. Wire is implementing withdrawal limits on their accounts, citing that it's in the best interest of the community. They're capping withdrawals on everybody's accounts at 90% of the funds currently in each customer's account. And that's subject to daily limits as well. The limits are rather high, so unless you got six figures in there or above, you should be okay. And remember, you're only allowed to get around 90% of your funds out of there. And just FYI, this announcement also came on Twitter, and the comments are turned off on Twitter, so basically nobody can air their grievances or give any feedback to Wire. Along with opposing withdrawal limits, Wire announced important changes to management as well. The CEO is now assuming the role as the firm's executive chairman as well. 
FTX.US's president, former president, Brett Harrison, said that he'll tell everybody in due course what he knew about the firm, FTX.US, FTX.com, and Alameda Research. And if you guys want to hear an interview with Brett Harrison from April 6th, I interviewed him on this show. So go back to the April 6th episode and listen to that. The interesting thing is, is that this comment, this statement that he would tell everybody in due course what happened with the firm was just comments to another tweet that he made. And the interesting thing about that was it was just like a normal casual tweet about markets and business. It wasn't even a tweet about FTX. So it's like he quit, went silent. And now he's just kind of like tweeting about markets and business, even though this whole FTX, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, whole thing is going on. So this tweet that he made was, why don't more recent tech startups do what Amazon did and go public very early? And basically, everybody was commenting and replying to that tweet, asking Brett Harrison about his understanding of FTX operations, as well as, does he expect to face any jail time? His reply was, use powers of inference. And so it's super weird that he's trying to live outside of the situation. And everybody in the comments is like, yo, bro, why don't you just address the elephant that's in the room? Anyway, we'll see what he says. We'll see what happens in the future. I'm going to reach out to him right now and see if he wants to come on the show and talk about it. It seems as though there's a mini bank run on Huobi this Friday, with within 24 hours, clients took out around $61 million. And that's because it was circulated that the exchange was cutting staff by 20%. However, by Sunday, the withdrawals were down to only $12 million. So everybody kind of like calmed down. But it looks as though they were worried about liquidity because Justin Sun, the founder of Tron and majority stakeholder, pumped $100 million into it. Just FYI, USDD, which is their algorithmic stablecoin, which is supposed to be pegged to the price of a dollar, was wavering over the weekend between $0.98 cents and $0.97. Cents. Right now it's at $0.97.7. Cents. That is not a dollar, just FYI. Are you a victim of FTX? Well, if you are, you can visit a website set up by the DOJ to give you information about the criminal case against Sam Bankman-Fried. Link is in the show notes. U.S. federal prosecutors filed a document asking permission to use a website to communicate with people who lost money in FTX's collapse. U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan, who's overseeing the case, approved it on the same day. So FTX owes money to more than 100,000 creditors, but that excludes the users of the crypto exchanges FTX and FTX.US including the users that lost money or they stole money from, lost money, I don't want to say that. Basically, the money was taken from, <laughs> the money was stolen from, that number balloons up to more than a million people. Prosecutors argue that it'll be impractical to contact them one by one. I mean, have you ever called or emailed a million people to try to get actual responses from a million people? It's, it's, it's going to be impossible. But you're probably asking right now, why do they need to call a million people one by one? Well, in criminal cases, prosecutors are required to notify victims ahead of a plea or sentencing proceedings in order to allow them enough time to give testimony if they want to be heard. And basically, a lot of people are saying, we want to be heard. And based on the number of victims who provide such notice, the court will rule in the manner in which victims will be heard in such proceedings. And just for clarity, because this is a very important differentiation, uh, the Department of Justice is handling the criminal case against Sam Bankman-Fried, while the Southern District of New York is handling the bankruptcy proceedings. And so those are two different cases that you're going to hear a lot about. Just know that one is the DOJ and one is the Southern District of New York. And finally, Super Rare, which is an NFT marketplace, has become the latest crypto player to make job cuts on Friday, announcing that it's going to reduce its staff by 30%. The news came from the Super Rare CEO, who tweeted out a message to his employees via Slack. And he said this, I'm sad to share the news today that we have parted ways with many valued friends and colleagues here at Super Rare Labs, a staff reduction of about 30%. Startups are a balancing act of managing rapid growth while doing everything possible to conserve limited resources. During the recent bull run, we grew in tandem with the market. In recent months, it became clear that that aggressive growth was unsustainable. We overhired, and I take full 
ownership of this mistake. I've known this company for probably around four or five years, ever since they started. Uh, I was in San Diego, and they were starting right around that time. Super Rare is a more of an artist-focused NFT marketplace, more for the one-to-one than the, I guess, OpenSea 10,000 NFT collections. And so I really like what they're doing. I know the guys. I've had lunch with them. They've been on podcasts over the years. I saw them in Miami Bitcoin. I really feel bad when this stuff happens, and I wish them the best of luck. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. It is still called the Decrypt Daily until January 16th when we rebrand to GM. And until tomorrow, happy hodling everyone.